so yesterday we were learning about how the power for, of leadership is different than all the soul powers and when it's in a state of potential it's it's uh, as if non-existent and that's why it relies more heavily on the inspiration of the zulas of others to generate a desire I I will reign so then we continued on and we said how this idea of Hashem's desire to be a king um, has various uh, stages in development there is a way is in Machos Vatsilus but there is a way Machos Vatsilus is rooted in Kesser and there's way, the way Kesser is rooted in Machos Vatsilus then there is a way Machos Vatsilus is rooted in Kesra Kloli and Atmos. So the general theme is is that the desire of Hashem to be a king comes from the highest of levels and it impacts and descends the lowest of levels. And vice versa, that um, the, when you see a desire of the Abisha to be a king, it's not just coming from there, it's, it's coming from a deeper place. And that's why Hashem says, Imran say recite before me verses of sovereignty in order that I should be a king over you. The word in front of me, meaning in, in the very premious, in the innermost level, Yid evokes the Abish's innermost desire to be a king from Stim from, Lechostimen, uh, from a level which is called hidden beyond all hidden things. Um, let, let's skip to the uh, beginning of Ezevav. What draws down this sovereignty from the innermost part of Hashem's essence of Hashem's light? What evokes this desire to be a king in the essence of Hashem's light? Hashem says, I want you to make me a king over you. Make me a king over you. So that's, we make Hashem a king. The Ebesher, so to speak, and the essence of Hashem begs a Yid on Rosh Hashanah, make me a king over you. It's through, the, the, it's through a Yid accepting upon himself Hashem as a king that causes there to, to be a, a new flow of Malchus, of this desire for sovereignty in the very core, so to speak, of, the, of Hashem. That's like we said earlier that on the day of a coronation people give themselves over to a king from the very from the very essence. So the way a yid evokes a Hashem's desire to be a king is by accepting upon himself by the by all souls of Israel, accepting upon themselves God's sovereignty, not just accepting it begrudgingly. But with desire, with desire which is, they want it. And it's, they reveal the essence of their soul in this desire. They really care that Hashem should be their king, and they express this desire from the essence of their nefesh. What this means is shibut. Shibut means that they give themselves over to Hashem. They make themselves... Um, s- servants of Hashem, they mishabed themselves. 
to give themselves hope. Just like in a physical way, in a physical plane. If someone becomes a slave of someone else, what does that mean? He's, he could only do what belongs to his friend and not to anyone else. If you're Meshavit yourself to Reuven, then you have nothing to do with Shimon. You, are totally the, you, you only need to do what Reuven wants and you have nothing to do with anyone else. That's a Pshat Shibu. Shibu means you give yourself over completely to this, to this person and you're his ser- servant and you don't belong to anyone else. Uh, the Rebbe Hashab says in the Miknanath that once you have that kind of devotion, so then it the other various challenges you have um, are a lot easier because you already know where you, who you belong to. The shibut, the, the fact that you give yourself over as an avid, that's the uh, root of all subsequent uh, decisions. It's, 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 a, it's a change in your identity. I'm now a servant of this person. Once you're a servant, so then everything else uh, follows in place. Um, a friend of mine told me that when he went back to... Uh, serve in Miluim, to go back to the Israeli reserves. Um, so, you know, he, he's not a soldier, he just goes, goes back to serve, and there's a mandatory um, thing, you have to go back to serve in the army every so often. So he goes back, and all of a sudden he puts on the army clothing, and then he, he just suddenly realizes, like, this little uh, pipsqueak 22-year-old sergeant is his master, he has to do whatever he says. There, there's a certain kind of... Uh, 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 you belong to him. He is, he is your master. Th- th- that, that kind of recognition affects all their decisions. Another friend of mine is a teacher in Alatera, and he told me how one of the guys in his class who um, always came late and always was lazy, he joined the Israeli army, and he asked him, how many times have you come late you know, to, uh, to Reveille? Late? What are you talking about? There's no, no such thing as coming late to revel. Uh, there, there is an Indian of Shibut. You mishabu yourself. You belong, you only do what he says. You become his servant, and therefore you have no connection to what anyone else uh, wants. That's, that's, that's what happens in Shashanah. We're mishabed ourselves. In the so too spiritually, his devotion to godliness. Shibut means that you devote yourself to Hashem. You set upon yourself, set upon yourself Hashem as your king. That means you have no other desire at all. This is what Rosh Hashanah's acceptance of Hashem's sovereignty gives you. It's something which is higher than all of your other soul powers. We said earlier on that on a regular day, you're also supposed to have a Kabbalah seal. A Kabbalah seal on a regular day means you're accepting upon yourself to, do, to function how Hashem wants, to think and to do and to act how Hashem wants. On Rosh Hashanah, it's, 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 coming, it's, 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 it's not about doing only. It's about being. You become a servant of Hashem, and, that, and this, is, this is something which is deeper than all of your soul powers. It's even higher than the more transcendent soul powers. Desire, pleasure. Those are soul powers which affect every other, every other soul power. Like we learned... How the Gemara says you should always learn a subject that you want to learn. Always learning yeshiva you want to learn. It. Your desire affects your mind. But in your pleasure affects your desire. And yet, what's happening over here in this devotion to Hashem, it's something deeper than your desire, deeper than your pleasure. It's, it's, it's your very core. You're giving yourself over to godliness. 
He gives himself completely over to Galilee. So that's, that's the idea of Kabbalah Sale of Rosh Hashanah. Kabbalah Sale, you give yourself over completely to Hashem. Now you give over your thoughts. Now you give over, your, you, give over you to Hashem. You are His servant. That's also the same way that Shuvah Rosh Hashanah works too. The true Rosh Hashanah is the same way that the entire person leaves his space and is drawn after Hashem with an inner excitement in his soul with a cry of, the, of his voice and a cry of the heart with an inner cry that cannot be heard in, in a voice. Rather, it's an inner cry that of genuch genuch those are the two expressions the Gemara uses for the sounds of shvarim Torah. Shvarim is teru teru teru. That's one way of crying. Yilililililil is a way of crying of Torah. So that's the way his tshuva is. His tshuva is with his cry, and he himself is moved from where he is, and he says, "Onachash, please, holy king." By a Jew arousing within himself this deep devotion to Hashem from his very core, by him having this great inspiration of fear within his soul that arouses the, the inner, the most dimension, the essence of Hashem's light, that Hashem should desire to be a king. In other words, just like you're giving your core to the Evishter, that also evokes the Eivish's core. Zawin, you get some Machshashashana. What's going on or not? I mean, I get, your, I get your, what you're, you're trying to say is that if, if, if we can put into our, into our head this, this level, this, I mean, it seems like we're in the same level of, of, of servitude to Hashem, that. I don't even know how to articulate it. You, you, your whole like existence, your reality kind of changes. It's as, it's as if you join Hashem's army. That that's you, you're giving yourself over completely in, in a real way. Not just so you're a, not, not just you're wearing a Tzivus Hashem hat and a Tzivus Hashem watch. If you're walking, if you're walking to to serve the, the king, okay, and you step in a pile of crap, so okay. you don't have time for that because you're on a mission to the king and like. You like you're just like moving forward. If you're walking down the street, strolling, trying to like enjoy life, and stepping crap, it ruins your day. It's like totally, yeah. Like, right. So, but we're talking about being drafted in the army in the first place. We're talking about the, 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 the which causes a result of what you're saying. The question is, what what are you doing, Rosh Hashanah? I've never seen someone that was drafted. Now, not everybody falls in line. <laughs> Not everyone does, so it's. I, I get the. I get the theory, but you, you. You have to like when you share the 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 Bucker friend, like oh he's lazy whatever, but he has in him and it just wasn't ignited, sitting in sheer. But the moment that he's in the environment, it like, he's ready to go. Now. So Yid has that in his nefesh. I know, but but we kind of activate it. So that's what Shoshana is. Shoshana is activation day. Right. Shoshana is. That's what we're doing. That's what Shana so said. I didn't get the tshuva thing. You think just like just like acceptance of Hashem is from the very core, so so so, so the tshuva isn't just like 
decision about doing various things, Rosh Hashanah is also in the very core of the Jew. You, 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 you move from where you are, and you're drawn after the Ebeshter, and you, and you, um, the, the, other, the other alternative in that is that's not yet, that other alternative is not Shuvah. Shuva has to come from the core, right? Because Shuva isn't right. Isn't this the whole the whole dynamic between Tashuv Hay and 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 uh, repentance, right? Can you imagine a person running away from death? Pashat scared of death. That's that's a different kind of uh, it's a different kind of uh, feeling versus a person like I I I just need to make my life better. My life is just not meaningful enough. This nurse was, was telling my friend in the hospital yesterday. So, did you go to the restroom? Was it successful? How successful was it? A lot. <laughs> we, 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 our our our, uh, our yardstick of where we need to be could the whole year could be something which is us like we, we don't even know where we're supposed to be. Rosh is that your very core is evoked. This is the Abister and, and you're his. It's, it's that, that that's what it's supposed to be. That's what that's what it is. Okay. Who brings down this desire for Hashem to be to be a king? Is through the Jewish people. Why the Jewish people? Gemara says, "You Jewish people are called man." That's why the date of Rosh Hashanah is a date of the creation of man, because it is it is man who evokes Hashem's desire to be a king. It's the day of the sixth day of creation. Because today, the 25th day of El, the world was created. So why is Rosh Hashanah today? Rosh should be today. The reason Rosh Hashanah is not today is because it's our neshama which evokes the Abishas, so to speak, neshama. It's our essence which evokes his core. If Kabbalah still meant just to be obedient, you could have Rosh Hashanah be today. You could, all creatures of the world can be obedient to Hashem. It's not the, just the obedience. As you said before, it's something which com- comes from within. It's something which is not just, uh, not everyone has the, the same things. It's, it's because of who we are that, we, that, that th- th- we're able to make this kind of uh, dedication to Hashem. And therefore, Shoshana is on the day of our identity. The day we became who we are. We became who we are in Shoshana. That's when we were created. And that's what we need. We need that stuff that we were created from to evoke Hashem's desire to be a king. If we didn't, if we just needed to be transactional, then any creature could evoke uh, Hashem's sovereignty on, on the day of on, there should be a day of creation. Day of creation. That's a day when all creatures get dedicate themselves to to be what they're supposed to be, to be create creations of God. Not just being a creation of a God. It's about being Hashem's special people, which have a special relationship with Hashem, where they're dedicated to Hashem beyond all logic and reason from the very, the very core. The only way to evoke Hashem's desire to be a king is by the Jewish people accepting upon themselves that they desire Hashem to be their king, that they, that they give themselves over. Only an Adam, only a man, only a Yid could do this. When man was created, Adam Rishon was created, he said, Hashem reigns, let it, and he's garbed in grandeur. 
שהם שגילה מלוכה די יעקב עושה מלכו שמיים. In Kinnik Vodaris. So through his acceptance of Hashem's sovereignty, that draws, that evoked Hashem's desire to be a king. And that's how it is for all future generations. So just like other Mauritian, when he was born, he caused all of humanity and all of the world, not just himself, but the Luchun said, let's go and, and prostrate ourselves before Hashem. So his dedication to Hashem evoked Hashem's desire to be a king. That's how it is in all future generations. The souls of Israel, by their accepting upon themselves the yoke of heaven, they accepted this on Rosh Hashanah. They draw down, they, they draw down the crown of sovereignty that Hashem should desire and, and have pleasure to be a king. it says about Rosh Hashanah, Yeshurun, meaning the Jewish people, have a king. When there is a gathering of the leaders of the people, and all the tribes of Israel unite. So the title of the Jewish people, Yeshurun, Yeshurun means straight. That means that there is equanimity of, of the, uh, the spheres. The spheres are equal. There is the right kav, the right area of spheres, which is in one plane, chesed and chachma uh, and netzach. Then there is the left, bina and heid, the different kind of different kind of energy. And what makes all the spheres unite is the middle area of spheres. Das the first thing you said. How does das the first thing do that? Das the first thing you said feeds more off of ma of the light of atzilus. That's why there's more bittel there. And so what causes all of, just like a human being, a human being is made up of 248 limbs, but every limb complements the other limb. The head needs the foot, and the foot needs the head. And they each give each other energy. And the, to the extent that the head is lifted by the foot, um, and the head can't go anywhere without the foot, so too the... Um, so too the um, spheres of Chesed uh, and Gvura and they're like a man and they unite together. They become one. And how do they become one? They become one through the revelation of Shema. What is that to Rosh Hashanah? There is a revelation of Galenus and Atzilus which causes there to be a all the spheres to intermingle with each other. Unlike the world of Teo which each sphere, each sphere was separate from the, the other. That's what Happens Rosh Hashanah. I'll send you the tape. You tell me. There are some of the shemas. I remember saying Shema. There are some of the shemas which are called Shema. The name Ma, right? Chachma. That's pretty good. Wow, wow. Shema, exactly. Shema is. It's interesting. He says Shema, by the way, because Shema usually is Chachma Vatzilus. Right. The Rebbe says. 
Somehow the middle kav, das versus and yisoid, they have more access to shema than the right kav, even though, even though chokhmah is in the right kav. I don't know what that means, but the point is that that because the revelation of ma in atzilus, light of atzilus is in a way of total bittel, therefore there is a, a inclusion of every sphere of the other sphere, and there's no separation one from the other. Shema is total bittel. Total bittel. Shema is, uh, he is alone, there's nothing besides him. So, what is after Rosh Hashanah? There are some Hashemists which are called head, they're the leaders of Jewish people. And they give godly life and energy to all other souls. Just like the head gives life to all the limbs. And there are some Hashemists which are called feet. But they also have great virtues. And they even, even surpass the virtue of, uh, of the Hashemists which are called head Hashemists. It says that he was very, very affected by seeing the neshamas of uh, our generation, the generation of great Mashiach, seeing our dedication to Hashem, despite the fact that we don't have no understanding and no appreciation, no sensitivity for Galilee, like in his generation. So, neshamas complement each other. We have one father. So it looks like that someone may be in a higher level, and someone else is a lower level. The truth is we all need each other. So the, on the day of Rosh Hashanah, there is a equality, uh, there's a unity of all the Jewish people. That's when a Yid accepts upon himself, from the essence of his neshama, that Hashem should be his king. And through this, he draws Hashem's desire to be a king. And that, at that, at that, from that, at that place, we're, we're all equal. There's no, no separation. That evokes the... Uh, the desire of Hashem to be a king and brings highs for the whole year.